0: Glock, Jim Jim Jim, the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. I mentioned this last hour. No, I'm just, I'm just getting this feeling. This run gnawing, it back, baby. Gnawing feeling that. Get hey, the band back together. Look at the way. Look at the way the defense has played the last two weeks. Yeah. Enforcing turnovers. And, and look at the, the offense been able to cash in with, with Russ and with Brett Rippon. That, oh, run may, it
1: back, run it back. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe Nathaniel Hackett needs to be the coach again. I'm just getting that that, that feeling about the situation. Don't know if it's true. I have nothing to base it on. It's just been here before when the Broncos have had some positive moments at the end of a regular season, right? It's been a dismal Mm -hmm. season. And then all of a sudden there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Played well against the Chiefs. Russ Platt his best game. They they beat the Cardinals shorthanded. But the offense takes advantage of of how the defense plays. Another three-turnover football game. And that, that maybe, just maybe, this team really, you know, they, they came back from 27-0 against the Chiefs and showed fight and showed they want to play for Nathaniel Hackett and and they just have this feeling that maybe ownership will go, eh, let's give him one more year. Right. Let's give him one more year. Broncos country screaming, No! So I want your thoughts today on... Who do you want to be the coach of this team in 2023? Do you want them to run it back with Hackett? You do. Buckeye. Yeah, Yeah, let's run it back. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) They could be a three or four win football team again. Their offense could be terrible. I don't know. That's not the worst that could happen. (laughs) We're already going through that right now.
1: Uh, Nobody's gone 0-17 yet. (laughs) Could get much worse. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I'm just saying. You like, just once again, it's you're so Schadenfreude today. You, you today, you want, and it will today more than <laughs> you are most days, but today in particular, you're very much that yeah. way. Of I don't know what you mean. Reveling I just want to see in, bad things happen to teams in, I don't cheer for, and and my team's misery. Well, I, I didn't wish that on your Browns to go zero sixteen. No, I didn't. Wish, so why would you wish that on my football team?
1: Because how many other Browns fans do you know?
0: Mm, you're it. So yeah.
1: it's very personal, right? You know me, and I am the represent. right. I know a lot more Broncos fans than you personally. For you, I don't want it to happen. But for a lot of Broncos fans that I interact with, this isn't. This is the nicest thing they could ever give me.
0: But but see, wanting it for them is. It's gonna, it's gonna cause me great pain. Apparently, you don't care about oh, it causing me great pain. Apparently I can't, you don't, you don't I care can't pick that. it apart at that level. Apparently, you, know? you can't. You don't, you don't, you don't care that it's gonna cause me pain. I care. A, a winless season would would cause that me that much. kind of pain. <laughs> you're such a jerk. I can't. I can't. I want That's the, really on you I want, the, being I, want, I want the Christmas gift back now. I've decided I want it back. <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I thinking when I did that? What were you thinking? What was I thinking? All right, so who do you want to coach the Broncos in 2023? Efren? Uh, Morning, Jim. It's always a better show when the Broncos lose and a better day. And you get to hear all the whining from Broncos fans. LOL. You guys always have a great show, no matter what. Well, thank you, Efren. Raiders, a a Raider fan that, actually, Efren, you're a very nice guy. Questionable taste in football teams. Boy, Great get...
1: taste in sports radio show, though.
0: But, yeah, excellent taste in sports radio programming. 100%. I bet Ephraim was going nuts when Chandler Jones scored that touchdown. You know, I would have been, oh, I can't believe that. I can't I... believe they just did that.
1: I know we gave Mac Jones a lot of grief yesterday for getting planted into the turf like a toddler. I just flashed back, though, this morning watching it again to TB5 last year. With the, eh, I'll
0: pass. Oh yeah. On the
1: Eagles, uh, turnover return.
0: Oh yeah. The business decision. Yeah.
1: So you know what, Mac Jones probably giving up a good eighty pounds. Oh yeah. To Chandler Jones, at least giving it a shot, right? Like, damn. The only way, the only chance we have to win this game at this point is if I get. Oh, and okay, that was fun.
0: It's, yeah. I what's get what's worse? TB5's business decision or yeah. Mac Jones getting his helmet stuffed into the turf by Chandler Jones.
1: That was that was not good. But At least you have, know what? Give,
0: you have to give Mac credit for trying. Yeah. At Mac,
1: least. 6'3", 217. That's a little thicker than I thought. So 6'3", 217. Uh, Chandler Jones, 6'5", 265. So about 50 pounds.
0: Yeah, about 50 pounds here. So it's, yeah. At least he give, tried. Give give that credit. A for effort. Yeah. F for execution.
1: But yeah, that was that's still. I watched it this morning, and I'm like, "What are they doing? I'm still two days later. No, no, don't throw it. Oh. <laughs> what do you, what do you do? No, Jacoby
0: Myers. What did you do? You're gonna get your quarterback killed. <laughs> oh. Oh, one from our uh, our colleague Nibbles. Oh, hey. Jim, that nagging feeling about Hackett coming back is mutual. Apparently, owners were told by the league that they're spending $800 million on fired head coaches. Yeah, that came out in Pro Football Talk the other day. <laughs> not all that would matter to the richest owner in the league, Rob Walton, but it's possible a lot of teams, including the Broncos, will bring their head coach back for a year longer than deserve to save a penny. Could be.
1: That's, that's a very Haslam thing to do. I'm not sure about the Waltons yet, one way or another. But that's a very Haslam thing to do.
0: Oh, somebody's telling me that I should be nice to you. I called you a jerk. Oh. Well, I appreciate the defense. Who is that? You know how many, how many years I've worked with him? Okay? If you... Trust me. Look, he's if not you wrong. Were, if, you were, if you worked with him five days... a Well, four days a week. used to be five. Yeah. Four days a week for three hours. Trust me. You would that word would come out of your mouth occasionally too. Yeah, like, come I mean, on, he's a he's implying texture that he wants the Broncos to go oh and seventeen next year.
1: Oh well, hold on, no, 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 you were stating. I not did implying. not imply. You're I stated said, what's the worst that could happen, and you said, <laughs> "Well, they could be three and ten again," in reference to the worst. I said that's not the worst. That could happen. I wasn't implying. I don't want anybody to go winless. I'm just saying. Oh, I think you do. It could I, happen.
0: I think you do. I think you totally. That's where you're going with that. If the Steelers are you Ravens, had a smirk on your face when you were saying that. You're like, oh, well, it could be worse. I don't know
1: what you're talking about. Maybe <laughs> you're confusing me with my fat head in the hallway. Uh, if it's the Ravens or the Steelers, absolutely, I want them to go winless. Sorry, Petey. but 100%. Take that away from us, please. And even then, it's the one in fifteen before it, and but, the coach saying, "If we if we only win one game next year, I'm jumping in Lake Erie." And then he goes winless, <laughs> and they bring him back. It could get a lot worse but, for Denver. I'm just saying, you know. But I mean, I guess
0: I should should I don't say know how this. You, good, and, you have it at in, four and ten, and somewhat defensive you that there's part of me that if like the Chiefs or the Raiders went winless, yeah, uh huh. I, I probably wouldn't be that upset. Sorry, friend. Sorry, Butchie. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be that upset. Sorry, but not that sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ah, too bad for you guys. But that sucks for you, but your <laughs> team is awful. Yeah, <laughs> not that that's going to happen for either one anytime soon. Definitely not. Okay, the Chiefs. texter. I'm sorry that. Okay, I'm sorry that I called you a jerk.
1: Hey, but I will say it's a, it's
0: a it's a loving reference to you as being a jerk.
1: You're not entirely wrong.
0: No, you're my boy, Blue. You know that right
1: that's gonna be on my headstone here lies rio what a jerk
0: <laughs> what a what an absolute
1: jerk except it's not gonna say jerk <laughs> i just can't say <laughs> what it's actually gonna say
0: yeah, i could i could pop it a few <laughs> yeah all right but th- thank you for admonishing me hey i texter. appreciate I appreciate you jumping to my defense yeah let's see from robert this morning he wants a Jira vero so that i would spell his name but don't know how
1: <laughs> then there.
0: Uh, E-J-I-R-O-E-V-E-R-O I E J I R O E V E R O I I believe. We were talking about I believe that's how you spelled. It. But <laughs> <Albert> <laughs> don't o, a that. couple
1: weeks ago and I had to go look it up. Oh cool like,
0: oh, Uh there are reasons, there are reasons why former head coaches are just that former. I say keep giving new people their opportunities. Too many old people hanging on far too long to things. Well, it's not like it's Frank not like Re- ne-
1: hack is a hundred years old
0: well he I think he's referring to like Frank Reich oh it's not like Frank Reich is 85 years old Robert it's not like Fra- do you view Frank Reich as a retread no no he's he's not he, long time OC Eagles OC when they won the Super Bowl just turned
1: 61.
0: yeah I I don't view Frank Reich as a retread and well, okay, they they okay. You gave Vic Fangio an opportunity, and Vic's on the other the the, you know, the quote the wrong, wrong side of the quote wrong side of sixty. So okay, Hackett early 40s vero Ageraverro's got to be what thirties, probably. Uh, I don't know. Sure. I don't know his age at the top of my head. I'm just saying, experience matters. Regardless of age, experience does matter here.
1: Giro Avero, uh oh, January sixth, nineteen eighty one.
0: So he's forty one? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So not not that much younger. Frank Reich is three years younger than Vic Fangio.
0: I guess that's right, because Hackett and Vero were at UC Davis together. Yeah. So as I believe players. Matt so,
1: Hack turns forty three yesterday.
0: Okay. Was his birthday yesterday? Uh, turned uh, forty-three. Yeah. Well, December nineteenth. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Question mark. Um, let's see. We're also asking you today, along with who you want to be the Broncos' coach, whether it's stay with Hackett or somebody else. What? Uh, the oh. text. Oh.
1: I think that's Beedy. Maybe actually.
0: <laughs> oh, it is Beedy. Dude, I stood up for you. Then you slam my Ravens, huh? Oh, sorry. See. Pete, yeah. anytime you talk about how what what a gr- nice guy Buckeye is, I figure out a way to, to make that not true. You try to sell that bill of goods to me. This is what he does. He Thanks, Petey. poops all over you. Appreciate It's that. what he does. He's done that to me. He just did that to you.
1: Yep, right on your head. Pete's sorry uh, about that. I think
0: Petey's going to be in on on Thursday. By the way, we'll do In or Thursday. on the phone. In studio, whoa, is what we're is he looking bringing, at. Uh, is he... No, he's just bringing in his delightful self. What does he have to bring something every time he comes here? Come on now, are you <laughs> really are, asking that what, question in all seriousness? Br- he has to bring Super Bowl wings when it's not the Super Bowl just to make you happy. Just for him to come yeah. in, yeah, to gain entrance into the building, he has to bring food. The doors are locked. Yeah, say no, Absolutely. sir. No, sir. I mean, he's if you want anytime. to, go ahead. He's welcome anytime. Uh, let's see, Larry from Clifton. Uh, I have a terrible feeling about this. I'm sure that a hack will be back. As for Buckeye, please remember that he has Watson on his team, and that's enough said. Go Ohio State. Yeah, yeah and life. And, yeah, and life would also be amazing if the Chiefs and Raiders would go winless. Kenny, because we're doing uh for pole dancing today. Top five NFL, mm-hmm. top five favorite sports Christmas gifts we've received over the years. Kenny, my favorite sports gift was getting a Magic Johnson jersey around 1990. Nice, that's cool. So that's the kind of stuff we're looking for today. I, I I got my Mattel handheld football game and basketball mm-hmm. game. I
1: once got the Larry versus
0: Magic handheld game,
1: the basketball game.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that very was pretty very neat. cool. All right. So uh, yesterday, oh, we got one more from uh, Mountain Day before we move on here on the Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line. Good morning, guys. I have missed a lot of the show over the last month, so I may have missed this, but there's a pretty good story about triple jumper Gunner Rigsby at CMU. Pardon me if I'm way behind. Broncos coach, I have no idea. Hack, it would not surprise me. We did talk about Gunner yeah. a while back.
1: A couple weeks ago, I think.
0: Best, what, indoor mm-hmm. long jump in, in the world for the indoor season. Yeah. So over at Colorado Mesa. So, yes, thank you for, for bringing up uh, Gunnar Rigsby who had a I know, incredible uh, effort here a uh, while back.
1: Speaking of Rigsby, I know Brennan Rigsby had a really good night the other night for the Ducks, shooting hoops. Yeah, former he had 19.
0: De- former DeBeck standout.
1: Yeah, against UC Riverside.
0: Career high. Not too bad. Not too shabby. All right. So yesterday, um, Nathaniel Hackett talked to the media, addressed several different subjects, and among them, was the health of one Cortland Sutton. And so um, the hope is is that he'll be ready to go Sunday. Here's Nathaniel Hackett on Cortland Sutton who's been battling a hamstring injury. We
2: are definitely hoping for Cortland. Uh, it's a hamstring, so we want to be smart with it. Been dealing with these quite a bit this year, so we don't want anything to be re-aggravated. But he's been working really hard. Our training staff has done a great job to make him potentially available for this week.
0: All right, so Russell Wilson will start Sunday against... Uh, the Rams on Christmas Day, so uh, that was actually announced after the game on Sunday, by the way. And uh, hopefully he'll have Cortland Sutton to throw the football to. One of the things that we've seen the last two football games that we have not seen throughout the course of the season, halftime adjustments by the Broncos. Here's Nathaniel Hackett talking about what they've been able to do at halftime to get the offense going in the second half of the last uh, two football games.
2: I think the guys have done a really good job. Uh, we went in, we've gone in with a plan, and whether uh, it might not have been executed the right way or uh, there were some adjustments that the defense made versus us, I think we were able to go into that second half and talk about it and maybe completely throw something out and do something completely new. Uh, I think referring just to this game, it was, we wanted to really push the run game. And I thought that was something that the guys did a great job on, and every week it's different. Every every single time you go out there, it's different matchups for us. It's been different players on offense also. As you're trying to figure those guys out, make sure you're putting them in the right spot. You might go into a, do it with a mindset of, hey, this is going to be good for this guy, um, but it, you don't know until you go out there. So that's our job, and that's the fun part about this game. And, uh, you know, with the, you love scoring points at the second half. We just want to put it together for four quarters.
0: See, they're, they're just – Okay. Th- notice the difference in him, Buckeye, mm-hmm. from when he talked with Logan Sunday. Yeah. Well, it was his birthday well, yesterday. And ma- maybe, maybe, maybe that got a him little going. More
1: chipper. Yeah.
0: They they let they gave him like the special birthday boy parking spot at work. Yep. Over at Dove Valley, a little closer yep. to the front door. He
1: got to ride the saddle at uh, Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> exactly. Got himself a crown from the king. You know.
0: Maybe they uh, swung by Casabanita. Maybe, maybe they did that. Not open yet, but they can go. <laughs> well, check but it, come take on. Look. Well, come on. He's he's Matt Nathaniel would let him in. Yeah, I'm sure they. Maybe they. You know, they threw some tacos together and mm-hmm. they opened the doors just for him some yesterday. Awful! All you can eat enchiladas. Oh, Casa Bonita's food was absolutely horrendous. Atrocious. And I think we're being complimentary by yeah. describing it that way. So. One of the things the Broncos have been forced to do with all the injuries, young guys have had to step up. And a lot of them have over the course of the season. Here's hacking on. The young dudes getting the job done.
2: So much credit to this staff and this team. We've been continually saying, next man up. We've got more guys that are probably going to uh, end up on IR even this week. And we've been saying, hey, you get opportunities and you have a choice. Everything for, for us, we always talk about that choice. How are you going to respond when you're down nine to three? How are you going to respond down? 27 to 0, how are you going to respond when you get your opportunity? And it's the same thing with the coaches. They have an opportunity to coach more, guys that we might not have spent that much time with. uh, But the coaches keep their heads down. They're fired up for the opportunity to see somebody else that potentially could uh, do something great on the field. So I think those are the things that excite us. And those are the things that we look forward to. I I give so much credit to the young players, to the coaches, everybody that's gotten them ready to go out there and win a football game with that many people out. Um, It's daunting at times. But they've all stepped up to the challenge.
0: All right, there's Nathaniel Hackett from yesterday. And a really good piece on Mile High Report today that um, actually came out yesterday about why the Broncos lead the league in players on injured reserve. Uh, They recently activated, of course, before the Arizona game, Randy Gregory, Billy Turner. uh, But then they put Draymond Jones on injured reserve, done for the season. They still have 17 players on IR. Do you know where that stands in terms of the league right now? Uh, it's the most, isn't it? That would be the most in the National Football I don't League. at one point a month ago,
1: they had the most
0: cap dollars on IR. Yeah. Since 2018, once again, this is from Mile High Report, if you want to look at all the data, they have not finished a season with fewer than 13 players in IR. And that was the highest value that the team had from 2012 to 2017 when they, only, when they had nine players in IR at the season end. So they went from being one of the healthiest teams in the league on average from 2012 to 2017 to being one of the least healthy teams from 2018 to 2022. Chiefs and Bills they've been able to avoid big, you know, injury totals and that's why the Chiefs and the Bills are where they are right now because mm-hmm. they've been relatively healthy football yeah. teams. And and so that's that's extremely, you know, important to acknowledge of where this team is right now and is this Lauren Landau and the strength and conditioning coach of the Broncos, the regimen that they're on with him, because there is some some comments on this that that draw correlation to his time with the Broncos as their strength and conditioning coach and where they are right now. It's an interesting piece to read, but it's on Mile High Report about because this this does play a role. It's not all. It's not entirely the reason why the Broncos are a four and win football team. It has played a role in it. There's there's little doubt about that. All right, last night we had Monday Night Football. You had Green Bay at home squaring off against Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. A, a Baker of course had that that big game where he was just thrown into the breach, let him on a game-winning drive. Uh didn't go quite as well last night for the uh the Rams in Monday Night Football. And for Baker Mayfield, 24-12 last night. The Packers keep themselves in the playoff chase at 6-8. The Rams dropped to 4-10. Mayfield last night, 111 yards, a touchdown and a pick last night. Cam Akers had 65 yards on the ground. He was also their leading receiver with 35 yards last night. And for the Green Bay Packers, it was A.J. Dillon that, that did the heavy lifting when it came to the red zone. He had two touchdowns last night. And, of course, that guy... One, Aaron. Rodgers!
3: This got double check.
0: Last night, 22 of 30, 229 a touchdown in a pick last night. And uh, hooked up with uh, Aaron Jones for a touchdown last night. Here's Rodgers on on the team making this late-season push to try to be a playoff team as they head into their matchup with Miami coming up next.
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just you win a game, you, you... Vibes are pretty good, and we've just been practicing a little bit better. Energy's been a little bit better, and it's hard to put uh, your finger on it. But we played a couple teams we should have beat. That being said, it's still tough to win in the league, and I've, I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody, but when you win a couple in a row, it starts to give you some confidence. Now we're playing against some better football teams down the stretch that, uh, that we can go
0: to Miami and win. All right, there's Aaron Rodgers, that courtesy of the Packers website as they stay in the playoff. Chase Minnesota's already clinched the NFC North title. Alright, eight twenty-two, 22 and it's time for Triple Play Record Stadium Cinema. New York sports TV shows and
3: movies. Let's
0: play Stadium Cinema on the team.
3: Yes, first
1: correct answer on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line 970-242- Thirteen forty gets what we affectionately call the downtown double play with triple play. Twenty dollar gift certificate to our friends at Triple Play Records and a small antipasto salad, courtesy of Junction Square. And I would like the name of the movie starring this classic uh, eh, football great.
3: Hey, you got in late last night. I didn't hear you when you came
0: in, babe. But... Hey, I'm going to take a swim. You want to go? Hey, come on, Chris. I don't want to go alone. Here you go. Give me that
1: movie. It's a terrible, terrible movie. I can just tell
0: the the acting there is very top notch.
1: The the very next scene is awful and awful funny.
0: So we're looking for the movie today. If you won the last two weeks, please sit it out. Text in your answer right now. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. Last-minute holiday shopping, triple play records on Main Street, vinyl for that somebody on your Christmas list, disc golf gear as well, and of course, uh, you know, at some point you're going to be, well, ready to get out of the house and enjoy some pizza and that great antipasto salad at Junction Square Pizza at 7th and Main. All right, so text in your answer right now, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. At our Broncos report with Mike Rice is next, brought to you by Modern Classic Motors and Gallagher's Flooring. Folks, folks, Merry Christmas.
3: Happy Holidays from Colorado's sports leader, the team. Time to get in the huddle with the Broncos Radio Network's Mike Rice on the team.
0: And joining us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, our Broncos report with Mike Rice, 850 KOA Broncos Radio Network. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, Mike. Same to you,
3: same to your great listeners, Jim. Always good to talk with you.
0: All right, so a couple things I want to get to before we talk about the one over Arizona. I'm asking the question in the pile, this question today, Mike, our listeners. Uh, who do you want to be the Broncos head coach in 2023? Because oh. I'm getting I'm getting a Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, late season Things are looking a little better. Let's run it back in the, the next season with the same head coach. I'm getting that vibe a little bit. And I, I think I'd like to see Frank Reich. I personally think Frank Reich would be uh, the, the perfect fit for a, a guy that's been a head coach in this league, offensive-minded, with a veteran quarterback. That would be my Christmas wish for the Broncos at head coach. I am getting this feeling, though, that it – could be Nathaniel Hackett coming back again next year. I guess, Mike, your take on that. Well, first
3: let me just ask you, because I'm really curious about this, and I mean this this question sincerely. Sure. With the way that the Colts crashed and burned this year, what makes you feel like Frank Reich could be the coach that leads the Broncos back to the promised land?
0: That That's a valid point about recent history with, with Frank Reich. I, I do feel like... That offensive line was supposed to be one of the best in the league, right? Jonathan Taylor's injury early on did not help. It did not work with Matt Ryan. I don't know if everything there is his fault. Concerning what we saw with you know on Saturday with Jeff Saturday and that football team blowing a thirty-three point lead, I just feel like with Frank Reich, there's enough of an you know offensive-minded pedigree. I think he's got experience as a head coach. I want somebody that's done the job before, and maybe it didn't go as well in you know in Indianapolis' this last season, but he's had seasons there when Phillip Rivers was there and others that, that I, fe- I feel like Frank Reich makes some sense to me. And I'm not saying that he's the end-all, be-all answer to all their problems. I just want somebody that's got some experience. That's all I'm looking for here. And, and yeah, I get week. that.
3: You no, know, and I I think that's a fair answer. And I do. And, yeah. and in fairness to the question to you, really, uh, you know, Frank Reich did a really good job building the Colts a little bit too, right? So yeah. this year was was tough. The injuries out of his control, much like the number of injuries that right. Nathaniel Hackett has had to deal with, have been out of Hackett's control. I will say that Hackett has shown his own issues, which are and were his fault. And I'm thinking I say were because. Go back to the beginning of the year, the time management issues, the first few weeks in particular. A lot of those things, I think, have evened out. I think we've seen the Broncos play better football. We've certainly seen them be more productive the last two games. Doesn't yet make a pattern to me, but it's good to see. And we've seen them uh, stay together. And I think Coach deserves some credit for that. I I think here's where I come down on it. Sure. I think the Broncos are going to make a change. I'm not positive of that there is a part of me that would like to see Hackett come back and get a chance. But I say that to myself and then I think, okay, so, so this is Mike talking to Mike, right? But then I think, okay, Mike, what is it that leads you to believe the Broncos offense could be markedly better and markedly different and markedly more productive if coach Hackett were to come back with Russell Wilson back next year. And and the only answer I can come up with is we've seen some smoothing out and improvement of the entire operation. At least I've observed that, which has been good. So that speaks to me that he's figuring some things out as a head coach. And offensively with Clint Kubiak, I think we've seen them do some better things. And I think we've hopefully seen Coach Hackett understand and learn that Russell Wilson has to be used as a guy with a mobile pocket and used in a way that sort of emphasizes and takes advantage of his mobility, which he still does have despite the fact that he's a little bit older. So that's a long winded way of saying, I think if I had to bet, I think they'll make a change, but there is a part of me that wouldn't mind seeing Hackett come back.
0: Yeah, I, I just get this feeling. Uh, there's just this, that, that, that gnawing feeling that I, that I had. When it looked like Vic was on the ropes and Vance Joseph, that yeah, they're they're going to run it back one more year and see how things go. If this team can be hopefully healthier in twenty twenty three, that that a year of being the head coach, because you're you're seeing the offense play better the last two weeks. You're seeing a team that obviously still likes Hackett. They 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 fought down twenty seven to nothing against Kansas City, came back and and came very close to winning that football game. I just think there's going to be some. We'll see what the next three games look like, Mike. I just think that there's there's more of an opportunity for him to come back now than maybe it was two weeks ago. We'll, we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, that's kind of just how I view it right now.
3: I think. I think that might be the case. I honestly don't know. You know what the conversations have been like between the owners and George Payton and whoever else is going to be involved in that decision. I will say, though, Jim, you are speaking to the point that Jets coach Robert Sala addressed, I think, yesterday in talking about his quarterback, Zach Wilson, their young quarterback, who's going to get another chance to play, I believe, this coming Sunday. And that's sort of the microwave mentality of the NFL. And at some point, I think the Broncos do need – some continuity, and if the next three weeks the Broncos continue to show progress offensively, continue to show a smooth operation, and hopefully some more Ws, I, I think you could at least build a plausible case to bring Hackett back. I, I still waffle in my own mind about how much I want to see that, quite honestly, but but I think you could at least make some good points to support that.
0: I think one of the reasons, well, a couple of things, why the Broncos have been more successful the last two weeks offensively has been partly what the defense has done. Three turnovers in that game against Kansas City. The the three turnovers in this game with Justin Simmons having a couple of picks and, of course, uh, Josie Jewell, the two picks against Kansas City. The defense has set the offense up and the commitment to running the football. Yeah. I think has been particularly this last weekend, Mike, with the great game Latavius Murray had, those things have come together to make the Broncos a more successful football team the last two weeks?
3: Totally agree. Absolutely, completely agree. The turnovers have been possession stealers to give the ball back to the offense, no question. And the offense has finally started to take advantage and cash them in for touchdowns, uh, which is to their credit, And, and that's been good to see but the running game last week was just magnificent, Jim. I mean, 168 yards against the Cardinals team that entered the game as a top 10 rush defense. Cardinals have had their issues overall on defense, but in the rushing department, they've been pretty good. And the Broncos shredded them. I mean, it was really good to see what Murray did, what Mack did, and and to be that productive uh, and score and convert on third and short on a regular basis. We hadn't seen those things, but that's, that's why I go back to. I mean, that's what Nathaniel Hackett talked about the the zone running game and and all of that coming into the season after he got hired. And where has that been? So, and that was last week against the Cardinals team that's had issues for sure. But the Broncos' offensive line is just decimated by injuries. You're playing second stringers, third stringers, and you know down roster type of guys. So I loved what they did in the rush department. I really do.
0: Yeah, a patchwork offensive line that'd be that'd be generous and what, what we saw last no week question. I mean it was and and they still you know despite that extremely productive with Latavius Murray 130 yards got a game ball be the first like game ball he's ever got in his career and then I like what I've seen from Marlon Mack and I I, I definitely think that when you you look to 2023 which we're, we're all doing now that that Murray and Mac, one of these two guys, could still play a role on this team as a backup to Javante Williams, and we're going to see. Obviously, for Javante Williams, he's not going to be ready week one next season, coming off the knee injury. Uh, that that you know, I think you know, a guy like Latavius Murray might have played himself onto the the roster for next year potentially.
3: I think it's possible. I think given his age at thirty two, uh, Mac might be a better case for that, although. Murray was certainly more productive, and he had more opportunities last week. I mean, he carried the ball 24 times. Can he be that guy throughout the course of a season or the bulk of a season? I don't know. I I do agree with you that the Broncos have to think about running back and do something at running back and get a little bit younger, whether it be through the draft and maybe investing a, a relatively high pick, even though they don't have that many right now. Or certainly dip into the free agent pool because of Javante's injury. I don't know how realistic it is, even though he seems to be on or ahead of schedule. Realistically, is he going to be the old Javante week one? Eh, I think that's a little bit iffy. In fairness to him, so that's certainly a position the Broncos have to think about long and hard. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. You got you got to hedge your bets there because you don't know, you know, his recovery, Williams' recovery, what what's going to look like for twenty twenty three. Mike Rice. 850 KOA, uh, Broncos Radio Network, our Broncos report with Mike Rice. And Russell Wilson will start on Sunday. Nathaniel Hackett, quick to to make that announcement after the game, uh, during the presser on on Sunday after the win against Arizona. Hopefully, Cortland Sutton will be ready to go. Still battling the hamstring, but that would be big for the Broncos that you can get Cortland Sutton back going up against the Rams on Sunday.
3: It would be. And he told us yesterday that they really like moving Jerry Judy around. I think we're seeing Jerry Judy solidify himself as maybe the top receiver on this team, Jim, going into next season. I know, you know, no disrespect to Cortland Sutton, but, you know, with, yeah, he's just, he just hasn't had as productive of a year. And Jerry Judy's been the focal point here with all of these receivers going down. I think between Judy and Greg Dulcich uh, and some of these younger guys, uh, and, and you then you bring back Cortland Sutton, you bring back Tim Patrick, and maybe maybe again dip into the free agent pool or use a down uh, draft pick to you know a late round a third day pick to to bolster that receiving core. Um, I, I love what Jerry Judy's been doing, and it is a slam dunk to me to exercise that fifth year option after this year.
0: All right, we'll have the Broncos and the Rams Christmas Day. Mike got to work Christmas Day. Uh, how's that? I know doing? that's got to be gotta be tough for the family. Well,
3: well, you know what? The, the biggest challenge we have is what do we do for the meal in the studio, Jim? We're <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure that out because you know how many how many places are going to be open Christmas Day to it's, deliver to the uh, the. The network crew, so I mean that that's a big deal for us. So be thinking of us in that regard. Well, you? we we will.
0: Our our thoughts will be <laughs> will be extended across the mountains to you. Who's in charge? Okay, the the spread in the studio each week. Who's in charge of that? Is it on a rotating well, basis, or is that somebody's gig that that's what they do?
3: Spread is air quotes, and I'm the guy in charge of it. So I'm feeling the pressure to, to try and figure this out. I really am.
0: Ooh, are you going to have to go like Christmas Story with the duck? The go Oriental for Christmas, like on Christmas Story?
3: You know, we may have to actually do leftovers because I'm trying to think, other than Chinese food, you know, what? who's going to be open on Christmas Day? Yeah. And so we might have to get it the day before and then just use the old microwave. I don't know. That's that's why I'm feeling the pressure. You see the dilemma here.
1: On your way home every day this week, stop by 7-Eleven, stock up on their little prepackaged sandwiches.
3: Oh man! Hot pockets. We going hot pockets. Top ramen. I mean, wow! We're going back to the college days, Buckeye. You know, hey,
1: you got to work on Christmas. You got to do what you got to do. Hot pockets. I I hear
0: you. I
3: hear you.
0: I think you guys. I think Mike, you'll do better than hot pockets. I really. I have my faith in you. That'll be better than that.
3: I. I I better be, or it might be my last game. (laughs)
0: We don't want that to be the case. Not at all. No No way. No way, sir. Uh, Don't forget all the game this Sunday. Christmas Day. Pre-game starts with countdown to kickoff at noon. 2.30 kickoff. Broncos and Rams at SoFi uh, coming up this Sunday. Of course, Mike will talk to you on Thursday. One final thing before we go. Uh, Today for our uh, pole dancing segment, we're doing our top five favorite sports Christmas gifts that we've received over the years. Do you have one? A favorite? Like Going back to childhood, uh, yeah, a baseball well, glove. Or...
3: Favorite, remember the uh, the electric football game where you lined up all those guys and the, the the metal field would kind of vibrate and then you you they would, you know, you try and score and, and play the game that way. That's the all timer. Absolute all timer. I wish I had saved it because it would be really fun to show the boys what an antique looks like.
0: I, I think I still have it out at my, my parents' house. I think it's stored away out there somewhere. I oh, the, dig it out! I have the Broncos and Seahawks.
3: Dig it
0: out. Yeah, that was. I might have, I might have to go see if I can rummage around and find that. But yeah, I, I it. think it, it, there we go. I love, I love that. I'm going to have my my top five favorite Christmas uh, sports gifts coming up here in a little bit. Hey, Mike, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Thursday, sir.
3: Sounds good, guys. Merry Christmas to you.
0: Likewise, Thank you. Mike Rice, 850 KOA. A lot of pressure. They come up with a spread on Christmas
1: Day. Now, Mm. the question is, if you have taken on this responsibility, then, yes, there's some pressure. If this has been delegated to you outside of your own choosing, then you know what? 7-Eleven sandwiches (sighs) is what
0: you're getting. Yeah, see, and Mike didn't really clarify that, right? Was this something he's volunteered to do over the course of time? Or was he told by management... You are going to be responsible yep. for this. You're
1: responsible for feeding the crew on Christmas. All well, Brian Edwards and all those yeah, guys. Then you're getting the four-day-old chicken salad sandwich from 7-Eleven. And good luck to you the following week. Surviving. Enjoy. Yeah.
0: Maybe uh, I'm on a
1: radio budget. What do you want me to maybe bring a side, these guys? Maybe
0: a side of Slim Jims. Yeah.
1: side of Slim Jims. Maybe a uh, Slurpee or something.
0: Slurpee can be beverage and dessert, yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, the dip you look the slim jim in there. You know, yeah, yeah. See, wouldn't be that bad, right? No, wouldn't be that bad. It's like a road trip, but you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> All right, eight forty-three. We don't have a winner yet, do we?
1: We only have a guess yet.
0: Oh, c- come on, pile. Really? Come on. Are you that mentally fatigued from holiday shopping that you don't have a guess? Okay, time, time to do it again. Yep.
3: Hey, you got in late last night. I didn't hear you when you came in, babe. But... Hey, I'm going to take a swim. You want to go? Hey, come on, Chris! I don't want to go alone.
1: All right, that is a football great. Then, a very,
0: very mediocre actor. All right, so first correct answer: looking for the movie. Yes. That that clip is from. You get the downtown double play with triple play, and Junction Square Pizza.
1: Yes. Very next scene is a like a pastel solid colored shirt and white pants jogging to beat up a dude.
0: Okay. So it's
1: really kind of funny.
0: Get your answer in right now. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. If you've won the last two weeks, please send it out. Pole dancing's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Colorado's sports leader, the team. We got it together, didn't we?
1: All right. Coming to the stage, yeah. it's Amber. Remember, everybody,
2: comedy. $14 Kamikaze. Let me ask you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do you, I?
0: I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, just really, really nice? Get those dollar bills out. It's time for pole dancing. I can easily feel myself All right, pole, pole dancing today, our top wait. five NFL and our top five Favorite sports Christmas gift that we've received over the years. So let's start out with our top five NFL. And of course, we well, always have an honorable mention. That mm-hmm. was tough for me. Yeah, because I was torn between Miami or not Miami, Minnesota and Cincinnati. Since he comes up with the win against Brady and the Bucks, Vikings. They got down thirty-three nothing. They were down thirty-three nothing. But they come back with the greatest comeback in NFL history to beat the Colts. So I've got Cincinnati as my honorable mention. I've got Minnesota as my number five team. When you uh, do something of a, his- of a historic note, even when you dug yourselves, a 33 nothing hole. Mm-hmm. And also they're what now, 11 wins on the season with yeah. the Vikings? That gets you into the top five. Yeah, I just... I mean, I'm not entirely sold on the Vikings. I'm
1: not sold, and that just... Yeah, it's a great comeback, but like you mentioned, you were down 33 nothing at the half. Like, it wasn't like, you know... I mean, you halfway through that game, you had a squadoosh. Now, you scored 39 points in the, full, the second half and overtime, but I go honorable mention, I do like the way they played in a loss. It was in Buffalo. It was cold... They were right in there, though. I like the Miami Dolphins; they're my honorable mention, number five. Uh, San Francisco—they're ten and four, and maybe I see a lot of Brock Purdy could win the Super Bowl. Eh, he could. It's not going to be because of him, but he could ride that defense to the Super Bowl—that's for sure.
0: I've got San Francisco as my number four team right now. They're ten and four. Yeah, Purdy's played well for them, but it's still—it's about their defense. And a guy like Dre Greenlaw, who's been healthy for the first time in his career. Mm -hmm. I mean, he missed 17 games over the past two seasons. He has come on to be a really good linebacker for this football team, along with Fred Ward. I, I like the way the Niners are playing right now. I like the way they're playing, obviously, around Brock Purdy. I have them as my number four team.
1: My number four team is the Buffalo Bills. It was a good solid win against a potential playoff team. They should, in their elements, if Buffalo and the snow and the cold is going to be a home field advantage for them, they should probably beat the team from South Florida by more than three at the buzzer, but that's still a pretty solid win.
0: I have as my number three team. I've got Kansas City, and yeah, I get it. Number three? They had to go to overtime to beat Houston. I still think they're really good, though. Even though their defense may not be playing, you know, obviously elite level, mm-hmm. they're they're an eleven win football team. We act like they're a three and eleven football team sometimes. Yeah, I I, I, I I just I think Jerick Jerick McKinnon's addition on this football team, he's coming up with explosive plays in the past game. Mm-hmm. Been a really good valuable backup in that in that in that running back core. I, I get it. I can understand why you wouldn't have them number three. But that's still a team that just won their seven straight AFC West title. It's hard for me to go, yeah, they're they're not they're not that good. They're eleven and three. They they won another AFC West championship. I have them as my number three team right now.
1: Yeah, my number three team, down 17 zip on the road at Tomper Bay. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Joe Burrow, little Joey Cool, has the Bengals at 10-4. and four. Since getting whacked by the Browns on Monday Night Football, they've won six straight, and really only a couple of them have been close. They got a gritty-gutty win at Tennessee. They beat Kansas City for the third time in a calendar year. They whacked the Browns again. Then they come back from down 17-3. To Tommy, I got the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals
0: number three. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. I have an honorable mention. It was just said it was tough. Yeah. I, I wanted them in the top five because that's a great comeback against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I got Buffalo as my number two team. And look, we know they're great because they have Josh Allen, Stephon yeah. Diggs. But their defense, even with Vaughn Miller now out. That guys like Daquan Jones have played really well up front. He's been tremendous against the run. I I just didn't, look. that was a a bill, or give give the Dolphins, like you said, give Dolphins a ton of credit, Mm -hmm. play their hearts out in the snow and the cold at Orchard Park. Come on, Bills fans, don't throw ice balls. Come on, be classy. You're better than that, Bills Mafia. Yeah, I think they're better than that. I kind of feel like we're. A fan Bronco, base
1: that jumps onto flaming tables. Bronco,
0: Broncos fans and Bills fans. I feel like there's a bit of a a kinship there, a little bit, as much as you can have with anybody in the same conference. Yeah. But okay. I, I just think that they're, you know, the, the, even without Vaughn around mm-hmm. right now, I just feel like they're the, the second best team in the league right now. 11 and 3. I have them as number two, and I think we're probably unanimous on number one.
1: Uh, we're unanimous on number one. My number two team. I The reason I scoffed at having them third. Number one offense, 47.9% of their drives end in a score. The Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I just think the Bills have got the better defense right now. <sighs> as good as that offense is, that yeah. defense has got... I'll, I'll give Butchie credit. The other day when Butchie... Said hey, Broncos are gonna have a chance against the Chiefs. Much as it kills me, he was right about that. I'm just
1: going, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a home field advantage, you probably need to beat the softest team in the league that had bench warmers, literal bench heaters in Los Angeles inside. You should probably beat them by more than three. I'm going with Kansas City, who needed overtime to beat the Texans. That's neither here nor there. Kansas City number 2 Philadelphia yeah. number
0: 1 yeah, and get Philadelphia number 1 as well. All right, so we have our very quickly our our favorite if you don't have 5, mm-hmm. that's okay. I found 5. Okay. I'm some of these are coming off the top of my head.
1: I'm almost certain all these were Christmas gifts.
0: All right, <laughs> so I <laughs> wish I had some holiday music here to to go along with this. Let's see. I'm, I'm just got five. I don't have. They're not. They're not in any order. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just have five. Um, I got an Otis Armstrong jersey nice. when I was a kid in elementary school, number 24 back in the day. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. So I have that electronic football game mm-hmm. that I referenced an hour one, the Mattel one that I got from my parents, and also Kinda bought me one. Mike mentioned the electric football game, yep. Broncos and Seahawks. Love that. Also <laughs> which is, I remember I got a Cleveland Browns jersey because yeah. I played for the of Browns. Yeah. And my mom Look ordered that through Sears. Hey, well. I also got a Norris Weiss, God rest his soul, the late Norris Weiss. I I got a road Bronco white jersey that had Norris's Norris Weiss's number on it. The Roebuck, Sears and Roebuck, They know what's happening
1: with the Browns Browns jersey there. Uh, I got a cool Avs hoodie a couple, three years ago. That was uh, really nice. I got, uh, of course, the handheld Magic and Larry basketball game. Uh, a couple of really nice and cozy Ohio State blankets, which uh, have come in handy for more than a few different. We put them up for a Halloween party one year. Uh, a couple years ago, my now wife got me Nuggets and Cavs tickets, technically for my birthday, but since the game was before my birthday, I had I knew before my birthday, so I'm going to go with Christmas since it's only 15 days apart. And I got a commemorative coin from Ohio State's 2012, 2014-ish first CFP National Championship. I got a coin.
0: Very cool. And Kend also, I have a Larry Walker and Joe Sackick autographed jersey, Mm -hmm. and she framed them for me. Nice. And they're down in the man cave. So those are some of the the holiday gifts, things that we've received. They're sports-related over the years. If you want to share those, 970-242-1340 on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line.